Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. I read an article about people who have the same thing for lunch every day, and there's something in that routine that reduces stress. And I think a lot of us, you know, we build routines into life about how we get ready for work or when we brush our teeth or how we brush our teeth even. When it comes to marriage, though, it's important not to fall into routines and take things for granted. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley. Greg, what happens in a marriage relationship when things become routine? One that's totally normal. We know that it's about two and a half to three years when the honeymoon period ends for for every couple. So it's normal. We, We crave familiarity. But the problem is that that familiarity usually breeds boredom Hmm. because familiarity means that we think that we kind of know everything there is to know about our spouse. We've pursued them, asked all the questions. Now we kind of have settled into that, oh, Hmm. I know you. And that's truly what what breeds boredom. Okay. Well, we're going to hear from Les and Leslie Parrott as they talk a little bit about how they, as a couple, avoid boredom and uh, revel in staying out of that routine rut that we all seem to fall into. Here they are sharing with Jim Daly and me. So often, and I think this line was in your book, Making Happy, uh, you said that uh, discontent breeds entitlement. Mm, For sure. Uh, It goes the other way as well. Entitlement can breed discontent. I think that's why we get the term the ugly American. Mm -hmm. I really do, because, Mm -hmm. you know, the service levels in the U.S. are quite high. You step to a counter, you you can get food in 30 seconds, and when it takes a minute, all of a sudden it starts feeling like, hey, no right. one's taking care of me here. Yeah. So I do. I have a theory that the ugly American label is because our our service is just so high. Yeah. So often that when we go to a foreign country and it's not quite the same, we get stressed out. It leads to mm-hmm. discontent. Not only when we go to a foreign land, but when we go into our living room with a sense of entitlement. Well, <laughs> and, the and then maybe maybe after talking to Bob. It's your own marriage because yeah. mm-hmm. you're not uh, experiencing the same kind of happiness right. in your marriage. So that discontent. I think we in America, I think the church is equally guilty of this. I'm equally guilty of this, is that my expectation is so high that discontent creeps in or floods in depending upon the situation. The guy that cuts me off on the road yep. or whatever it might be. How can you do that? Don't you know the rules? Right. We follow the rules right. here. Right. Unlike uh, Buenos Aires, but uh, <laughs> you know, how do we how do we relax? How do we find happiness in our discontentment? Mm, I love that. The opposite of entitlement is gratitude. It really is. It's recognizing life is a gift. The fact that you've said yes to sharing life with me is a generous gift. So if every moment doesn't unfold perfectly, you know, I don't feel entitled to that. Yeah. My you know, my heart is not saying I deserve to be served. Okay, it's one of six of the booster That's rockets. Right. The next one's try new things. Yeah, I love this one. This this is one that is <laughs> exciting. I think a lot of guys like this one too because yes, when, and any empty nester couple <clears throat> can relish this one actually because yeah. they literally have the time to try new things in a way they haven't had for decades. Yeah, and, and this is something that uh, we've experienced in our own relationship, seen it many times. But the research is fascinating. 
quick study, and then I want to tell you a story about something that really changed our level of happiness yeah. through this. But uh, well, remember the I study love this we encountered? Study. Actually, this is quite fascinating for any couple, any age, any stage. What they did, the researchers wanted to understand, you know, we all know date nights are great for marriage. They wanted to understand how does that truly impact intimacy? And so they recruited couples for the studies. Some of them they sent out just on a romantic date night, you know, the typical dinner out, movie, whatever. Other couples then were literally taken into a special place. They were Velcroed together, and they were sent through an obstacle course. (laughs) Wild, crazy, unexpected, demanding. And afterwards, when the researchers interviewed these couples, the ones who had had the crazy, wild obstacle course, you know, just unexpected moment, experience such high levels of connection, intimacy, you know, closeness, feelings of romance. And the couples who had had the relaxing romantic date night, not as much as these couples that tried this brand new thing. It was still helpful for them, but it wasn't nearly as invigorating as trying something new that they haven't experienced. Let me paint a picture for you. So uh, a couple's married, they have their children, they go through the teen years, they survive them. (laughs) Yeah, which is an accomplishment. (laughs) Right. And now they're at that point, uh, for years now, let's just say the husband has tried to do fun and crazy things. Um, But it was always met rationally with, I'm too busy, I can't do that. We don't have time for that. And that happened over and over and over again. Maybe it's not just the husband bringing up that, but the wife occasionally said, hey, let's do this. And hey, you know what? I got work stuff. I can't do that. Right. And they fell into a pattern of that. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, yeah, they, there isn't that joy or that happiness. And Absolutely. they don't even know how to try anymore. They've yeah. lost the ability to even think about doing something like mm-hmm. this. What can they do to reignite the hope. Yeah, that's what this whole chapter in our book is dedicated to doing, is finding how do you get out of that rut that you're stuck into and carve a new groove. And when that that new groove is simply learning these new patterns, and especially when you get to a different stage, a turning point in your relationship, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to really make some changes because it's like opening up a window in your relationship. Fresh. It is. It's like fresh air and grace. And I'll tell you what, here's what gives me the most hope for every couple who might be at that place where they've kind of hit that dead end. You know, we're stuck in this rut and I don't even expect you to say yes. So why would I try right now? Is that it only takes the smallest movement in that direction reaps the hugest reward. I mean, one experience like that can literally transform the way you feel about your relationship together. And I got to tell you, you know, maybe there's someone out there going, well, my wife's not very brave. You know, she'd never want to X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. Yeah. In Velcro suits. Or... But I got to tell anyone <laughs> out there yeah. to have hope because my husband talked to me, the fate of heart, who, you know, is nervous when we're just driving too fast, um, into a pretty out of the box date night. Yeah, I came into the kitchen uh, a while back and I said, hey, I got us tickets for uh, trapeze lessons. And she, she I said trapeze. Yeah. I said like said, we're gonna what? go watch some cool, you know, performance. And he's like, No, we're gonna go <laughs> do the flying trapeze. I said, Oh, I found it online, a discount coupon and I said Groupon. it's really cool and and uh <laughs> she said, That's the I'm not doing that. I said, No, no, it's gonna be fun. She said, Are you talking about like the circus trapeze? Like up in the air? And I said, Yeah. And uh, you know, and she said, You're saying that like do you want a ham sandwich? This is crazy talk and <laughs> 
And I said, trust me, I said, I'm going to ask another couple. We'll go down, we'll have a blast, and blah, blah, blah. And we did. We ended up doing this. And it was a little, it was this place downtown Seattle, uh, kind of on the outskirts of town. And uh, we, it was one of those things, you know, they strap you in and you're up there and you're doing all that stuff. And by the way, you don't have to love the experience. I was going to say, get, how'd you get over get that? The, and, I'm, and I'm not even sure you'd ever want to do the flying trapeze No, I don't need again. to do it Let's again, be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but how, Leslie, really, Leslie, how did you get to the point where you said, okay, I'll go? A lot of wives and some husbands would yeah. say, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Here's the thing. First of all, I do trust my husband. He will not push me beyond what my fear can handle. So I know that if I, you know, if I get too afraid, he will not push. But here's the thing. I've learned over time now that it's those crazy moments where, you know, you, you've got the adrenaline pumping and you're trying something you never pictured yourself doing and you're sharing this moment. And I often talk myself through it by saying, it's not right now. It's when we're reminiscing about this next week. Well, and, or and let next me ask year. you, Jimmy, you're, you're, you know, you go out on a movie and a dinner and a date night kind of a thing and you're driving home and you have a good time yeah it was fun i enjoyed that blah blah blah. you come home and you're driving from <laughs> taking trapeze lessons what do you think that conversation is like why did we do this <laughs> i can't That'd believe be i am so angry at you for threatening my life okay listen you guys are real downers you know <laughs> we, we hear from a lot of people it's not us the conversation it? was more like that was so fun i can't yeah. believe yeah, we're laughing wholeheartedly and it felt like we were teenagers we're again. out of our comfort zone we feel ridiculous we can't believe it and yet you know those moments are forever bonding and so you know it's just one of those great things well what i like about it is the openness to do it as leslie was saying there can be some really great bonding moments in a relationship but greg what about the scenario where one spouse is saying hey let's go let's try let's keep it fresh and the other spouse says not so much (laughs) Yeah, because usually you marry someone opposite, so you've got this real adventurous person and the one that loves the routine, and it's always hard to blend that. What I usually encourage a couple to remember is why we're trying some new things. Mm -hmm. When we introduce new activity into our marriage, it activates the part of the brain that was firing when we first were dating. And so a lot of couples talk about, oh, that you know, the passion's gone. And this is a way to to bring that back is simply doing something new and and different outside of the routine. That can be as simple as, hey, instead of going to the same restaurant that we always go to and ordering the same thing, let's try something new from the menu or let's go to a new restaurant all the way to let's go try skydiving. And trapeze lessons. It it doesn't have to be skydiving extreme. The point is do something different outside of what you typically do that has an impact on your brain and it draws you closer. You you reactivate the butterflies. It it actually works that way. So I would tell that one spouse that's freaking out, I don't want to skydive. To relax, so so come up with a whole bunch of ideas. From hey, let's the next time we go to a restaurant, let's change this up. I'm going to order something for you. You order something for me. All the way to let's go hike, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro or or whatever. Because there's a million things in between all that that you guys can do together. Okay, now off mic, we were talking about some of the 
unusual circumstances that my wife Dina and I are facing. So address the couple that is just stressed out, maxed out. There's no capacity. And, you know, date night, yeah, every year or so we get one of those, right? So uh, help me understand because as I serve her, I know that she likes this, that, and the other thing. So that's what I naturally want to do with her. Um, Is there room to try something new and not get home where she says, well, that was really a dud? I mean, thank you, but not. Uh, Where's the balance on that? I would say for that couple, really what you're targeting is curiosity. You have to shift your mind to go, I'm not going to for a moment believe that I know everything there is to know about my spouse. So instead, let me just be curious. Yeah, we might not be able to get out of our house for a variety of reasons, but what if this? What if I went on to focusonthefamily.com, onto the marriage page, type in conversation starters for couples. I knew that's where couples. you going because that's really a good resource. Conversation starters for couples. And we'll give you, there's hundreds of questions. Mm-hmm. And so what if, what if you just committed to, I'm going to choose one of those questions every other night, every night, whatever would work for you guys and say, let's target five minutes. And we'll just ask one of those questions. Both of us answer that. It, that has such a profound impact because you're you're rediscovering each other because I promise you, even if you think you know their answer, the answers always change. <laughs> and that's a Is great that because thing. because we have failing memories? <laughs> <laughs> we just, we're always changing. That's yeah. the constant. Yeah. Ru- routine is is an illusion what's constant is we're always changing so why not just say okay we can't get out because we have whatever circumstances but let's just try it let's answer one of those every night and watch what that does to your marriage and if your spouse does that for you tonight then please, if they've asked the same question a couple times in a row, don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> Just play Give them grace. <laughs> Just do what Greg said. Give them a different answer. <laughs> Things change. I'm changing. I love the practicality and the hope that you give for couples because uh, there's no perfect marriage out there, but it does take work for all of us to have a good one. Uh, you've encouraged me today, so thank you, uh, Greg. And as a listener, I'm just going to encourage you to stop by our website. We've got the uh, contact info in the show notes, uh, or call us if you'd like. We have Les and Leslie's book, Making Happy, and a whole bunch of other resources. We'll send the book to you when you make a donation to Focus on the Family today, and uh, then plan to join us next time. Dr. Gary Chapman is going to be talking about something that relates to gratitude, something we covered not too long ago, how to give compliments and also criticism to your spouse. Until then, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.